Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It's Andre from The Mental Elf. I'm here at the Together for Action conference in Baltimore with Professor Mary Armstrong, Emeritus Associate Professor at the University of South Florida. Welcome, Mary, to the podcast. Thank you. Very glad to be here. So you're a former president yes. of the Global Alliance for Behavioral mm-hmm. Health and Social Justice. Um, yeah, what's your relationship with this organization? Tell mm-hmm. us about that, first of all. Sure. Uh, so... I think um, historically, so I'm a social worker. I, um, that's my professional organization and my degrees in social work. And as a young social worker, I remember hearing about the Cape Cod Institutes that took place every summer at Cape Cod, and there would be advertisements, and it was all sponsored by Ortho. And so I became interested just because clinically they looked very exciting and um, avant-garde, I would say. And, and when you say ortho, what's that? What do you mean? Orthopsychiatry, yeah. which was um, orthopsychiatry was the original name of this organization yeah. um, for many, many, many years, and it was a huge, vibrant, professional organization. And I wasn't a part of it then, um, but I knew about it. So was it primarily psychiatrists at that point that were members? It was. Okay. It, it was, uh, the, the leadership was dominated by psychiatry, yes. But it always um, billed itself as interdisciplinary. So social workers and psychologists, um, behavioral health therapists, were welcome, but I think of it as pretty then dominated by psychiatry. So then, um, probably around 2010, Gary Melton, who was um, who I had gotten to know because of my work in financing of Children's Mental Health Services, approached me and asked me if I would be interested in being on the board of um, orthopsychiatry. And I said yes. Um, so that's how I got involved. At that point in time, it was a very, very, very small organization. And... Um, I think one of the strengths that we always had as an organization is we had a journal, and journals make money. So we had some financial stability, but our membership nationally was very low, um, and the the organization just needed to be re-energized, um, revitalized. So. I I was on the board, and then I was elected president of Ortho in 2014. And it was not a fun time um, because there were different forces, I think, on the board around what Ortho was and what it was going to become. And so what we did was we did um, strategic planning, which always, to me, sounds really boring, but is very important to do sometimes. So it was really a time of soul searching. And in that process, the idea arose about a name change for ortho. And at first, I was horrified. I mean, because to me, there was such a strong history associated with the name. And also, I mean, that combination of clinical integrity and social justice I hadn't found that in any other professional organization, and I wanted to make sure that we retained that. But over time, it became clear that 
probably a name change was a good idea. Um, and then we, oh my God, so many discussions around what the name should be and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, and actually by the time the name change happened, it was the next president of the organization, but we did a lot of the thinking about it when I was president. Um, and so eventually we came up with this, the Global Alliance for Behavioral Health and Social Justice. And we all went, oh my God, that's way too long. Way, 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 way too long. But we didn't want to lose behavioral health integrity and social justice. Um, now, what I've realized over time is that the advantage of the name, which we did eventually adopt, is that we all know shorten it to just the Global Alliance. Um, and the other important part, I think, about the name that I didn't understand initially is there were, there were leaders in the organization that wanted our organization to be global, to be international. Um, and that idea was new, and it has developed, I would say, slowly, but it is, that part, too, is now happening. Um, so it's wonderful now to, be, uh, to still be very connected with the Global Alliance. It's my most, well, I have two important national organizations, and this is one of them. And I loved um, seeing it grow. Um, this conference, to me, is a great example of that. I haven't actually heard yet how many people are here. But I can tell you it's much more than at the first conference that we did after the name change, which was very, very small. So we're growing, and I think we're thriving. And um, I love now the way we're embracing, um, addressing structural racism and inequalities and all of that. It's just, it's who we are. That's what we should be doing, is the cutting edge stuff. And these principles of equity and behavioral health and social justice, mm -hmm. those are now you know, very internationally understood and respected yeah. and prioritized. So what, what role do you think the Global Alliance has in you know, playing a more important international part in that? Mm -hmm. I think we need to be cutting edge on those issues. Um, and taking a leadership role in them. I can give you an example. One of the pieces that we've done just recently is around physical space, the importance of physical space in communities, in organizations. And that relates, I think, <clears throat> for me to my own research about the structural supports that need to be present in order to have um, effective quality services in a system of care. So that whole idea of physical space is new, um, in our, at least in the United States. And so bringing awareness around that to our, our communities, our, st our states, uh, at the national level. So I think we always have to be very uh, forward looking around what are the critical issues and innovative ways to address them today. 
I'm going to challenge you on that because I've got an example of... Because I shared that document yesterday during the Policy okay. Institute, which I think is a really brilliant you know, briefing on yeah. space and its relationship to mental health and loneliness yes. and all these issues. Yes, I shared yes. that with some colleagues at University College London who run a loneliness and mental health network. Um, and they responded and said, yeah, this is really good. Thank you very much for publishing this Global Alliance. You know, aligns really well with some of our work. Mm -hmm. um, I think... That kind of communication works both ways, doesn't it? It's, it's yes. you saying, look what we've done, but it's also you looking out and seeing what's happening elsewhere and yes. trying to mm -hmm. um, you know, position your organisation as one that works collaboratively and in partnership, not just in the communities locally, but also internationally. So mm -hmm. I wonder what your thoughts are on how that can happen, because it is primarily still academics from the US, practitioners from the US, and even from the local geographical area who are here mm -hmm. at the event in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that's one of our challenges today, and, um, and one of the vehicles that I think um, that I'm learning about is um, the United Nations is one entity um, that we've made some connections with. Um, especially around global um, climate change. And so I think we need to think about international organizations that are respected, that are known to be doing good international work and align ourselves with them. And so the United Nations is one that I can think of right now that, um, and it's here in our country, it's in New York City, so there's no reason why we can't begin to make connections with them. But I think that's You've named one of our challenges as how to do that. The World Health Organization is probably another one. I think yeah. we need to, yeah, we need to be thinking about reputable international organizations that are willing to take on new challenges and form partnerships with them. Yeah. yeah. I think this is an amazing organization and an amazing conference. Mm -hmm. um, last question. I'm interested in your thoughts on um, what you would say to people who are listening, who are thinking about, um, or not necessarily thinking about, but who maybe could, should become members of this organization. What is it about this group mm -hmm. that should draw them in? I think what should draw people in today, and especially young professionals or young, yeah, young professionals, researchers, educators, um, practitioners, is our mission. Um, this combination of advocacy, social justice, and quality clinical treatment services, and the fact that we are cutting edge, that we are looking at innovative um, ways to approach those topics. I think that's, that's why you should become a member of um, the Global Alliance, and you will not be disappointed. This conference is a great example of that, right? You will not... I don't think you'll be disappointed, and you will be with like people who have a commitment to that same those same things. Thank you so much for You're talking welcome. To me. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.